0: Welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And with me today on the podcast is our Deacon of Sacred City Youth, Alex Tate.
1: How's it going, guys?
0: My pastoral assistant, Kevin Noor. Hey, guys. And our pastor of discipleship, Rob Spikestro. Good afternoon. Yes, Rob's making his, <laughs> or he's not his debut. He's been on here once before, once before, but we've invited him back. He's just such a hit. He's yeah, such a hit. Sure, it's the
2: uh, voice, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> got, uh, he's
0: got a he's got a voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when they say you have a voice for radio. It's and bad when they say you have a face, face for radio. <laughs>
2: so uh, we have a segment on this podcast that
0: we call uh, Beyond the Sermon, and where we just. Maybe um, the sermon, you know, we couldn't cover as much as we wanted to cover or whatever. Maybe we wanted to go deeper in the sermon. And we just literally want to, to take whatever was preached on Sunday and go a little bit deeper, maybe tease out some of those implications, uh, maybe some study. Here's a, something you should know. Most of the time when a, a preacher or a pastor uh, prepares a sermon, there's a good chunk of his study that just gets left on the on the, uh in, on the office floor, uh, because it was interesting, it was neat, but it didn't serve the purpose of the message, so he didn't say it, or and so it just kind of gets left in the office. And so um, that's what we want to do today, and this is kind of uh, different, because uh, Pastor Rob and I both preached yesterday, but Rob preached here at Sacred City Davenport, and I preached at Harvest City Church in Iowa City, yeah. so we're going to focus on, on Rob's sermon today. <laughs> uh, and I want, and now, and I'll just say, I have not heard it, but... I have read your manuscript, so i i've I've read it I'm encouraged by it I'm stoked by it, but I didn't get to actually hear you preach it so yeah so we just open this up I mean first thing thoughts on the sermon guys yeah. thoughts on the sermon
2: <clears throat> well I can tell you my my uh, my first thought was in advance of it was I was a little nervous it's probably one of the more sermons that I've been nervous about, and I, I shared that with uh, uh, the team before the service and um, and my nervous, my my nerves were about not wanting to um, take the life out of the Lord's Supper because there is so much that you could, so many different ways you could go. There, there's a there's a depth to uh, what is happening and going on, and why why we have the Lord's Supper that you could go in a lot of different directions. You can you can just you know you can just tease it out a, a long ways. And I didn't want to kill what I consider probably the the spirit of it yeah. or the love of it or the, the the heart of it. And that's uh so I went in the direction of the of towards the the heart issue going on uh, versus just kind of knowledge or knowing about it. So yeah, yeah, I was I was worried. I was worried I was gonna I was gonna bore people with all the details if I was went to Yeah,
0: that's that's interesting. I, I mean I know exactly like if you treat it in an academic fashion yeah. and you know just do a biblical theology or a systematic theology of the Lord's Supper. And then you start, then you start getting into the weeds of, well, this is the Protestant view, or this is the Lutheran yeah. view, or this is the Catholic view, oh, or no. this is the, you know, and and this is how all, all the ways it goes wrong, and yeah, you could just literally beat the life out of the thing yeah. Uh, yeah. trying to, you know, teach on it, right? Yep. But um, from what I read in, in in your notes, yeah, you you took a different approach, which I really appreciated, and I know you were wrestling with it. Um, about this time last week because we we, mm-hmm. we talked in this meeting and you were like, gosh, that that, you know that alabaster jar in, <laughs> in the midst of it, yeah. there's something there, yeah, there And is. I just don't know what it is. yeah. yeah. And uh, the way that came together in the sermon about not just the truth, not just the goodness or the morality of the act, but mm-hmm. the beauty yeah. of it, the her heart was moved. And Christ was that valuable, where she went to her house and got the most valuable thing that she owned. Crazy, and just bankrupted herself yeah. you know, in worship. Yeah,
2: crazy. That's good. Good word yeah. for it. Good word bankrupt. for it. Can you imagine giving up a whole year's salary? You know, I mean, I've and, done and it a couple act. times in my
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When you said
2: it like that, I've I seen like the you know the crowd like
1: just jaws drop. It's yeah. like, oh, I never. That's yeah. really deep. Yeah. You know. Then you went into uh, continue to go. It's like why do you, um, I think you said, uh, why do you want truth? And I thought that was just really good how you broke that down. And then also how Judas, like seeing Jesus as rabbi, instead of Lord. Yeah, yeah, that, and was ha- yeah I, I that was interesting. Yeah, I've never seen someone break that scripture down. You know, Jesus is the bread of life and you're calling him a good teacher. Yeah. He's better than a good teacher. He is the bread of life.
2: Well, and you, you, you kind of hear our culture uh, in the sense of, uh, you know, wanting to kind of embrace all teachers and Jesus is one of many good teachers or he's even he, they might even say he's a great teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what, what Judas was saying, yeah, you know, teacher, you're 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 a good teacher. But right. in the end, he wasn't calling him Lord. And I thought that was really interesting, his response versus the other mm-hmm. disciples on whom they were moved to call him Lord.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, when I was preaching up in Iowa City, their sermon series on emotions, and it's about bringing the real you into the presence of the mm-hmm. real God. Yeah. And so many of us... Um, we either bring the real us into the presence of a fake God, a phony God, a God mm. that we've made in our own image, or we bring a phony version of ourselves, or we try to bring a phony version of yeah. ourselves into the presence of a real God, and God won't have anything to do with phoniness. Yeah. But when, when you're talking about Judas there, it's like, so often, you know, we're looking for God to do something very specific for us. Yes, for and us. And we don't even care what God, as long as a God will right. do it. Right,
1: yeah.
0: And it, when you said that, like, with, 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 um, Judas looking... You know, Jesus, just, he's just another teacher. And yep. obviously, Jesus wasn't giving him something yep. that he wanted, yep. right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and phew, Jesus offered him salvation. Jesus offered him eternal life. Jesus offered him forgiveness of all of his sins, knowledge of God. Mm. But Judas didn't want that. He wanted something else, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his heart wanted in the moment. He wanted the, the, the silver, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But no, I had I had never noticed that detail either, that they all is it I Lord, is it all is it I Lord is I Lord, but then Judas is it I rabbi? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh the, the details
2: of scripture yeah, just it's me away. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Pretty <laughs> neat to see that. Yeah, so cool. It was fun. It was a lot of fun.
1: But can you can you truly break down the uh, Village Inn meal that you had? <laughs> you broke that in talking about setting up the appetite, uh, and I thought that was really good. Oh, well, that's good.
2: Yeah, that was an easy story to tell, just purely because when you live that out, live out a, a day when we are in the Colorado Rocky Mountains and you're stuck on the side of the road, getting yeah. <laughs> freezing and, yeah. and 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 just not eating that whole day and being you know really setting yourself up for it. You know, Village Inn. Who thinks a Village Inn is a place to get a good meal? Sure. Well, man. And uh, you know, or great meal. I guess if you're going to think about it, of all the great meals you've had, that was one of my top five. I still remember how wonderful mm. that was. But it was that whole idea of just being. My appetite was so ready to eat, and something hot, and yeah. and such. And I thought about that with regards to the disciples. That Jesus was really setting them up for what he was going to prov- be providing for them, as he tells them, "You're, you, somebody here is going to betray me," and and I, I. What I did appreciate about what the disciples did is that they it was a distrust of self because mm-hmm. they really yeah. genuinely asked that question man they, I, they think they all thought it could be me you yeah. know they like yeah. couldn't imagine it but then they you know again they had had that that experience with the uh, the woman 4 days earlier and they were all green with Judas <laughs> you never want to agree with Judas but they were yeah. they had embraced what Judas cuz the other what I didn't point out in the and I can't remember I think I think it's the gospel of John John points out that it was actually Judas, who was the one who started that Whole mm-hmm. line of hey, this could have been sold for yeah, yeah. you know, and so they so they kind of they kind of ran with Judas uh, at that moment. So I think that, that that was a genuine. They were genuinely wondering, man, is it me? Is it is it really? Is could it be me? Yeah. And I think that's a healthy place to be in advance of the Lord's Supper, because then the Lord's Supper is a place where then we can get forgiveness. We can get this gospel once again. That God reminds us, hey. Uh, here it is. Here's the gospel once again. And, you know, your sermons uh, or our sermons uh, in advance of the Lord's Supper, hopefully that is setting us all up to be convicted. And we're yeah. praying, you know, mm-hmm. I know we're praying in advance of our sermons to be, you know, God, please bring conviction to my own heart as yeah. a pastor, as a preacher, bring conviction to the hearts of those who are hearing it. Yeah. And then we've got the Lord's Supper as a kind of now, here's an opportunity to receive. After we've we've been convicted and asked for forgiveness, mm-hmm. he he reminds us again covenant renewal, you know forgiveness is yeah. yours once again.
0: Yeah, I'm reading um, the screw tape letters again right now, and I'm remi- I was reminded like first off there's just so much good stuff in the screw tape letters, <laughs> and you every time I read it I get so, you know there's ten more things I'm like oh I gotta remember that I gotta remember that, yeah. and one of them is the devil tempts he's like, we don't really care if. You make the pe- person feel so guilty they lose themselves in their guilt, or if you make them feel so self-assured mm. that they don't—whatever way works. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can feel so guilty that you like refuse to look at Jesus for salvation because yeah. you're kind of self-righteous and you want to earn your way out, yep. or you can be just completely so self-assured that you don't feel like you're a sinner and you yeah. don't—and and the devil tempts him. He's like, oh, we don't even care which way. Yeah, just either way to avoid Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Right.
2: Amazing. But
0: there is this, I mean, you could say a middle road there of, is it I? Like, yeah. I know, I mean, like the true knowledge of God and the true knowledge of self go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Calvin says in his, the beginning of his Institutes that you can't know yourself unless you know God, and you can't really know God rightly unless you kind of know a little bit about yourself. Yeah. That there's this enough awareness of myself that I don't trust myself, mm. and I could be the one that's going to betray <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. 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 right? And uh, and so <sighs> that's that's a healthy, um, what what what's the word I'm looking for? It's a healthy um, self-assessment.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. There's
0: yeah. uh, is it me? Is it me? Which is different too, because obviously Peter, you know Jesus, one time Jesus was like, "Hey Peter, it's you," and he's like, "No way, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to betray me? No, I'm not. No, not me." Yeah. Not me. And we saw how that turned out, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the selfish... He was self-assured and no way it could be me. And the devil had tempted him towards that and he fell on his face and but the Lord restored him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah that's good stuff. So again, I, I'm going back to that, um, you know, truth is important, right? Mm-hmm. And morality and goodness is important, but so is beauty, and I feel like the how did you tease that out in your sermon? Um, I just saw it in your notes, and and I'm just thinking more like on even big picture because it's so easy to to just be kind of like utilitarian in our worship in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Like let's just say the right things and let's kind of do the right things. And I think Christians, maybe evangelicals especially, have probably not been really good at leaning into the, the mm-hmm. beauty beautiful side of things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You, know, you think you go to like, like a Catholic church, and the Catholic Church, they've been known for their art, they've been known for their statues, they've been known for their architecture. They've been known even for their singing, like their 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 chorals and mm-hmm. their bells and their chi- and it's not our style, but it's it's still you go in there and you go, whoa. Yeah. This is That's right. beautiful. And many times you can step into an evangelical church and it feels like you're in a hospital ward. Right. That's what it looks like. Everything's stark white, or whatever, right? right? And no paintings on the wall because we're so afraid of idolatry. <laughs> and no stained glass windows, or whatever. And then really, could, could sometimes it's just really poor music and poorly done music. Mm-hmm. So I found it interesting that you went the the beauty route, which is I think appropriate for where it was. Did you tease that out in your te- in your sermon at well, all? Well,
2: it's 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 uh, surprised me in the passage because what what caused me to realize is is when Jesus makes his assessment of what she did she said he said uh, she has done a beautiful thing to me and i tell you i had I've read this. I don't know how many times. I've never paid attention to that was his assessment. <laughs> that he said beautiful? that he used that word beautiful? Yeah,
0: he didn't say good. He no, didn't say
2: right. No. Yeah. It was beautiful. So that wow. that hit me and it surprised me. And then I, and then you you look at the you look at the how how the disciples what they said. Oh, they said this would be the right thing to do, or this would be this is true. And then he and then they said this would be the right thing. It's true that we have the poor. Mm-hmm. It's true that we could have sold this for a lot, and we could have. And a good thing we could have done is we could have given this over. But they, of course, didn't say anything else beyond that. And Jesus' assessment from what they said versus what she had done, he said, "Oh, leave her, leave her alone. Why are you troubling her? Leave her alone. She has done a beautiful thing. And what she had done is, is that she had, she, she had really um, uh, worked out of her heart. And and I, you know, it's a generalization, but I think it's a good generalization. The truth is, um, is really the language of the head." And goodness is the language of the hands, mm-hmm. but beauty is really the language of the heart, mm-hmm. meaning yeah. it it's something that gets to add our affections. Yeah. And so that's where she was at with Jesus. She, you, you don't do what she did without a deep love for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's kind of how I was trying to work that out in the sense that the disciples were... You know, yeah, true and good, but it didn't seem that they really understood a love for Jesus, had an affection for Jesus, that um, that kind of came together. And and I think it's it's not to say uh, you get to beauty, you get to beauty by doing true things or learning truth and knowing truth. You get to beauty also by doing good. But ultimately, if we only get into those two places, you're at a, you're only at a self-righteous. Mm. moment mm-hmm. but if truth and goodness can get us to a place of love of a of, of just a, a, a loving of the lord then i think then you begin to see you know yes. what, how, these, yeah. three to, how these three how to these three go together
0: yeah well I, and i see that all three of them it wasn't that so what she did was still true and was still good mm-hmm. because the worth of Jesus far outweighed yeah. the worth of the ointment, right? Yeah. and it was still a, yes. it was still a good thing to do to prepare him for burial, right? Yes. Like, that, and and so, but it was also beautiful, and it was well, Jesus. That's Jesus. What Jesus says beautiful. His assessment is this is beautiful, and and that gave a picture, a little glimpse of. I mean, a lot of stuff. It gave a glimpse of the life-changing power of the gospel in her life, mm-hmm. that no, no doubt this was her most precious treasure yeah. that she had saved for who knows how many years, yeah, right? Yeah. Could have been passed down from generation. Who knows where, where it came from? But, And her life had been so turned upside down and so healed and so changed mm-hmm. that her, the response of a gospel-changed heart is to lavish worship on Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. To give w- the most costly gift that you could possibly give to give it to Jesus for worship. And um and th- and this is why Jesus said like he he whenever the gospel is going to be yeah. told, <laughs> they're going to
2: talk about this woman. Yes, they are. We did on <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Proved him right. <laughs>
0: Proved him right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so there is, you know, man, it's so. It,
2: it, there's, and there's, and the interesting thing about the story with the woman is that she never says anything, and we don't even know if she understood that she was doing it for his burial. It was Jesus who gave that assessment. Uh, he was the one who kind of gave the theological, you know, hey, this is because I'm, you know, for my burial. Uh, we really don't know if she knew that or not, but he is saying this is what it's for and, and helping, helping. Maybe he, even her to understand, but she had already experienced uh, a, a love of Christ in such a way that this this made sense to her. Yeah. So, so that's what I thought was interesting. It made total sense to her to do this, and, and you know to what? the disciples, that did. well,
0: not, it didn't. Well, and the contrast between that and the rich young ruler.
2: Yes. Hmm. Perfect contrast. Who yes.
0: comes to Jesus and says, "What must I do to inherit?" And he says, "Oh yeah, yeah." Jesus says a few things. Oh yeah, I've done all that since my youth. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, go sell all your possessions and give it to the poor.
2: Yeah.
0: And he walks away sad. sad. Yeah. And this woman didn't have to be told that. No. Nope. That was the nat- that was the supernatural response of her heart from experiencing the presence of Jesus or the healing of Jesus or the gospel or whatever it was. That she didn't have to be told to do it. Mm-hmm. God had written it on her heart mm-hmm. and she displayed really kind of displayed the gospel. Yeah. You know her most precious treasure poured out for Jesus, and then Jesus takes that one step further, obviously, on the cross. And heaven's most treasured creature, mm-hmm. if you want to call him a creature, uh, poured out for the sins of many yeah. on the cross. So,
1: but I guess, like bringing it to today's, um, what does it look like to not get sucked in like the disciples did and lose the focus of the beauty?
2: Hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that. That's what I was intrigued by Matthew's approach in that he then gives us almost immediately the Lord's Supper. So I think the Lord's Supper is part of that. I think the Lord's Supper is a weekly, in our case, weekly, and I I love it being weekly, weekly ritual, a rhythm that constantly goes back to what Jesus had said, why she had given that, uh, why she had done what she'd done, which is because for his burial. And yeah. we're, what are we reminded of in the Lord's mm-hmm. Supper? We're reminded of the fact that he's going to die on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that there is some level of just the weekly rhythm of gathering together and reminding ourselves of the gospel is going to, you know, increment by increment, you know, glory by glory. You know, he's he's moving us into uh, uh, into an, an understanding of what she under, understood. Somehow God had gotten her to that point. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that just our weekly practice of reminding ourselves again of all the the beauty again. So I was using that as a kind of a key word, a be- the beauty of the Lord's Supper, yeah. as a means to get us to understand the beauty of mm-hmm. of who Jesus Christ is, and what He's done done for us. That doesn't answer all your your yeah. your, but I, I think worshiping together does. I mean, you know, gathering together and doing this every week is a Mm. powerful way that God is shaping our souls. And that's what, uh, uh, and that's what I I love about the Lord's Supper in the sense that um, I'm I'm with Calvin on this one. And that is that I'm not, not, uh, was it, Zwingli, who was, was, it was all about remembering. It was all about, you know, just remembering what Jesus had done. But that's a, that's still a head thing. Mm -hmm. I think Calvin's right it was it's there's something mysteriously going on in our hearts when we when we participate in the lord's supper together and go through that the God, he's doing something yep. spiritually yep. in our hearts to grow us into the beauty of or to grow us into the understanding of the of the beauty of Jesus right. Christ so that's good I think you said like the Lord's
1: Supper feeds our souls, which is good yeah. because the the culture we live in right now is like we have the we have the knowledge piece down, we have the works down, but yeah. the beauty of the heart piece is where a lot of a lot of us lack, mm-hmm. and um we've even seen that in disciples from the text that you um t- like took from, which I think is just good how yeah. you just broke that down,
2: yeah yeah
0: any word for the person um the r- rooted in the truth, they're rooted in the goodness, and they just, they recognize that they struggle with the beauty? Um, Any word to them for changing their affect? I mean, obviously, they can't change their affections, but how to work to reorient their heart towards that beauty?
2: Yeah, I I think that part of just the very thing that you said is if there is a recognition of that reality, that that's, I, I mean... He put he put the disciples in a place that, that they have sinned. You know, in, in regard to their response to what this woman had done, um, I think that that's the first step. The first step is recognizing right. that yeah, I've got a lot of theological knowledge, and I might even be one of these people who then goes out and does a lot of good works. You know, has you know doing a lot of different volunteer volunteer things. But um, but if it's not done for the for the love for for just a deep love for who God is, yeah. and then those who are made in His image. You know that's that's a sin. I yeah. mean, it, it's it's in but it, and it's the beauty of it is that it's not um, beauty. Uh, <laughs> it's not it's not dependent upon them to right. to achieve this. It's 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 now saying it's, it's getting on our knees and saying, God, I, I recognize I really am short in this area. Please forgive me. Give me what I need. Change me. You know. And he becomes, you know, kind of like we say, the hero of our story Mm -hmm. when he begins to change our heart to to love him and to to love others as we as we should. So, yeah, yeah, that's at least a place to start.
0: Yeah, I think it's good. Um, Also, if they're more, you know, intellectual, if they're more into their head, you could just, you know, ask what does Move their heart, mm. like what? What else? You know, something else. Like mm. we just talked about with Judas, something was moving Judas's heart. Right from our reckon, from our <laughs> survey of Scripture, it seems like it was money, or it could mm. have been comfort, or could who knows what it was. But it was something other than Jesus. And so, <clears throat> somebody is always the hero of the story. Right They're you're going to be led by beauty. You're going to be led by your affections in some way. Mm-hmm. You just got to you got to kind of trace that back and say, okay, what? what's actually leading me what is what is who is my hero mm-hmm. what do I find beautiful and if it's not if Jesus isn't chief then you then right. you're going to be able to look in your heart and say okay oops, I got some I've got some repenting to do yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got some repenting to do that's good
2: yeah that is good I, I appreciate the fact what you just said there that we it's not that they don't have an affection for something um, they do they have something that is that's beautiful to them mm. It's probably not God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And it it can be
0: our own reason. It can be learning. It could be the approval of people. It could could be a million different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when Mm -hmm. we step in, that's what I said earlier, is like we can make a God in our own fashion, after our own image. So somebody said, like, Mm -hmm. God made us in his image, and then we've returned the favor and tried to make him into our image. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, And so we have these, this God in the figment of our imagination or a Jesus uh, in the figment of our imagination who's a lot like us. Mm-hmm. He's got the same exact political opinions that we, that we yeah. do. Yeah. He never contradicts us. And that's a false Jesus and a false God. So it's never really going to stir our affections. Right. What usually stirs our affections for Jesus is the areas where he's not like us. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we're really soft... It's the sternness. If we're really stern, it's the stuff It's the softness. If we're really truth, it's the grace piece. If, he, if we're really grace, it's mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's the 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 the, huh. the m- miraculousness of Jesus is displayed, and what are those? What what the words I'm looking for are is like the opposing character traits that are present in Jesus at the same time. Yeah. Mm. The toughness and the tenderness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so frustrating. <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> what side is he on? It's like,
0: wait, a bruised reed I will not break, and then he's flipping tables. Like, yeah. what? What? Ha- right. Ha- how, what is, what's going on right uh, now? Amazing. You know? Amazing. That's what makes him so intriguing. That's what makes him, the, the you, know,
2: yeah.
0: you know, so much not like us. And so it's those areas of Jesus that are not like us that t- typically challenge us, provoke us, uh, bring us to worship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where the area, I heard it, I think maybe it might have been Tim Keller who said it, something like this. It's the areas of Jesus that are like us that draw us into the faith, but it's the area, it's the, uh, the ways of Jesus that are not like us that actually make us more like him or sanctify mm-hmm. us. So we're kind of like, if we're like passionate about the poor and we say, oh yeah, Jesus was passionate about the poor. Yeah. And then we get in and all of a sudden he's telling people to stop sinning and go and sin no more and whoa, yeah. I thought he was about the poor. I didn't realize yeah. he was this moral, this, yeah. you know, moral right-winger or something, <laughs> Pure, this Puritan. Or if yeah. we're more about <laughs> truth, we, we, we hear truth-banging preachers, and we get brought in by the truthfulness of Jesus, and then we see the way he treats the prostitute and the way he treats yeah. the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's usually what causes us to, you know... Again, I think it's seeing the whole Jesus, seeing the beautiful aspects of Jesus and being changed... And as we look into the, the face of Jesus, right, we're changed from one degree of glory to the next. To to the next. Yeah. You know what that means? That means we stare into the face of a beautiful Christ, which the Catholics call the beautific vision, mm. and we are being beautified right along mm. with it, right? Mm. We are being made more and more and more good. beautiful. Yeah. So I mean that's good news
1: yeah. for all of us
0: that Jesus is on on, on at work. On us, um, making us more like him, yeah. beautifying us, right?
1: Yeah. All that from the Lord's Supper where some people are thinking you're just popping in some bread and drinking <laughs> some juice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a really good summary, Rob. Good. <clears throat> Thanks. Praise God.
0: Yeah, it was. Well, I, I get, again, I didn't get to hear it, but I was reading it, I was like, Oh, was yes, fine. yes. Yeah. Oh, so many spots in there, you're just like, Yes. Yeah. So good. Some good stuff. <clears throat> Anybody got got anything else? We're good? Yeah.
2: Good. Sounds good. All
0: right, if you got any questions, email us, uh, Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. We love hearing from you. Hopefully, this blessed your soul. Uh, we will talk to you soon. God bless.